me. I like that. When I was young, I had two pair of leaves. Besides that, the pinstripes and the gray. Uh -huh. The one I wore on Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh -huh. While niggas flirt, I'm slowing tigers on my shirt. And alligators. Uh -huh. You want to see the inside? Huh? I see you later. They come the drama. Oh, that's that nigga with the fake. Uh -huh. Wow. Why you punch me in my face? Stay in your place. Play your position. Uh -huh. They come my intuition. Uh -huh. Go in this nigga pocket. Rob him while his friends watch it. That hoes clock it. Uh -huh. Here comes respect. His crew's your crew, or they might be next. Look at they man eye. Big man, they never try. So we roll with them. Uh -huh. Stole with them. I mean loyalty. Niggas bought me milks at lunch. The milks with chocolate. The cookies. Butter crunch. 80 And I ain't have to be in school by 10 I then began to encounter With my counter parts Of how to burn the block apart Break it down into sections Drugs by these selections Some use pipes, others use injections Syringe sold separately Frank the deputy, quick to grab my Smith and Wesson Like my dick was missing To protect my position, my corner, my layer While we out here, say the hustler's prayer If the game shakes me or breaks me I hope it makes me a better man
When I was young, I had two pair of leaves. Besides that, the pinstripes and the gray. Uh-huh. The one I wore on Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh-huh. While niggas flirt, I'm slow with tigers on my shirt. And alligators, uh-huh. you want to see the inside? Huh? I'll see you later. They come the drama. Oh, that's that nigga with the fake. Uh-huh. Wow, why you punch me in my face? Stay in your place. Play your position. Uh-huh. They come my intuition. Uh-huh. Go in this nigga pocket. Rob him while his friends watch it. That hoes clock it. Uh-huh. Here comes respect. Cruise your crew, or they might be next. Look at they man, ah, big man, they never try. So we roll with them, uh, stole with them. I mean loyalty. Niggas bought me milks at lunch. The milks with chocolate, the cookies, butter crunch, 80 And I ain't have to be in school by 10 I then began to encounter With my counter parts Of how to burn the block apart Break it down into sections Drugs by these selections Some use pipes, others use injections Syringe sold separately Frank the deputy, quick to grab my Smith and Wesson Like my dick was missing To protect my position, my corner, my layer While we out here, say the hustler's prayer If the game shakes me or breaks me I hope it makes me a better man I think I sound good. Let me know if I sound a little quiet. Um, yeah, man. Uh, yeah. What is going on, guys? We are ba- we are back with yet again another edition of the Notorious Hills Podcast, man. And this is episode one twenty nine. I am genuinely getting to the point where I am. We have so many episodes. I'm starting to forget the numbers. Oh, same. One hundred percent. I genuinely am for start, starting to forget the numbers, man. One twenty nine. 129 this episode is man how are you guys doing it's great to see all our regulars in the chat how's everybody hello yeah logan thank you guys bell 
We'll get to you guys in just a second here. But, uh, yeah, man, if this is your first time watching, you guys do not know how this show works, man. Every Monday, we're on here after Monday Night Raw with Notorious Unscripted. And every Friday, 4 p.m. Central, we are on here with the news. Um, speaking of this past Monday's edition of Unscripted, that is episode... Why did I do this to myself? I think it's 110, I want to say. Uh see let's see let's see yes it is it is 110 um soraya's a uh, aew signing soraya will only be as great as aew allows it to be find out what we mean by that and hear us talk about the whole uh debut of soraya uh grand slam and uh week of uh a decent monday night raw um and yeah man so uh with that uh, with that, um, yes. Uh, oh, wait, no. Okay. Yeah, if you guys did miss that, you guys can now watch that on all platforms, man. Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. And if, like I said, if you want to join us here, be the first ones to see it, 10 p.m. or whatever time Raw ends for you in your time zone every single Monday, man. So, yes, that is available on all platforms. And with that, this, uh, if you have... Ugh, what am I doing? Um, if you have not got a chance to get your hands on some official Notorious Hills Podcast official merchandise, you guys can now find this live on bonfire.com. Link is at the top of the description of this video. And it is also in either mine or Sir K's social media pages on our Linktree page, man. So, yeah, man, in the top left, you have the um, Notorious Hills Podcast Chicago flag design. In the bottom right, you have the Chicago skyline design and... Um, and then you have one of the OG shirts, the best kept secret to the IWC, the Riddler inspired IWC's best kept secret shirt. Then you have the uncrowned kings of the IWC, uh, the Biggie inspired shirt. And in the middle, you have the base Notorious Hills podcast logo design. Yeah, man, all these beautiful designs are up for purchase on bonfire.com. Um, yes, the link is in the description, at the top of the description of this video, and it is also on like I said, either mine or Sir K's social media pages on the Notorious Hills Podcast link tree. Um, so yeah, man, if you guys have not got a chance to pick up all five of those beautiful designs, they are all live on the merch shop now. And with that, if this is your first time watching, you guys do not know who we are here at the Notorious Hills Podcast. I am Johnny Mayhem, one half of the host of this very show. And as for the other half, we got my man Sir K here. How's it going, man? It's going good, man. Going good. Just just been chilling out, man. Nothing much going on, bro. Just just been chilling out. But um, like always, Durante asked, how's life? How's family? Life's good, man. Life's good. Family's good. What about you, Durante, Logan, Bell? How's everybody in chat? What about you, bro? How are you? Yeah, man. I'm good, bro. I'm good. Can't complain. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, not, nothing too much, man, nothing too much, um, yeah, how are all you guys in chat, um, Logan's here, Durante, how's it going, man, Bell, how's it going, Bell, um, yeah, man, um, yeah, how's it going, guys, Durante, as Durante always asks, um, he says, how's life and how's the family, man, life is good, bro, family's good, and what about you, my man, so, thank you for always asking, and, yeah, what about yourself, man, um, Bell says, I can't with Twitter. I need a vacation. Sometimes it's frustrating. Oh, uh, seriously. You. It, it really, it really can be. Oh, really 100%. Be. Um, I'm, I'm dead. dead. Good to know. 
because I wear, I wear, I wear an XL, but I'm pretty big, so I feel like it'll shrink. I don't know. We'll see. But thanks for letting us know, man. Thanks for letting us know. Um, yeah, man. Jeez. Uh, yeah. Um, loaded Newsweek, to say the very least. Mm-hmm. To see, to see, uh, to say the absolute very least. Um, very loaded Newsweek, man. We're gonna start you guys off with one of the big things of this week. Something that we put in the thumbnail, man. Malachi Black provides major update on his AEW status. There were reports that were going to be in the news this week about Malachi Black telling people in WWE that he wants to come back. Um, That was going to be one of our major stories, but Malachi Black, while he was on vacation uh, to mentally get himself right, has to deal with dirt sheets and absolutely hate mm. how dirt sheets work sometimes and we'll get to that in oh, just a so second. Annoying. Um through an Instagram Instagram live session Monday night, Black stressed that reports of AEW granting him a conditional release are false, pointing out how he specifically put the word release under quotations in his statement released last week with the attention of debunking the reports. I have read a few narratives online in regard to my release, mental health, and my personal life, but I can summarize swiftly, if it did not come from me, it did not happen. Black wrote on Instagram on September 19th. That was the article that we posted last week. On Monday, a perplexed Black questioned why people were still speculating his status within AEW. People are still writing, I got my release from AEW. Why do you trust these people to tell you the truth? Because it's not true, Black said. Black, who stepped away from wrestling following the all-out uh, pay-per-view, T's returning to AEW TV imminently. He says, I will see you guys in a couple of weeks, a couple of months. Like I said, I'm only taking some time off. That's it. There's no conspiracy to this. All right. I'll see you guys soon. Stop believing any other narrative. I'm going to be fine. Everything is fine. You'll see me right back with AEW pretty soon. I'm just going to take some time off. And lastly, don't um, please don't make me an instrument for this AEW versus WWE tribalism. I don't do that stuff. For what it's worth, Black did confirm asking his release from AEW earlier this week. One, uh, one can assume that he was either denied his release or that Black and AEW found a way to move forward with their partnership. Soon after Black realized his video message, uh, soon after Black uh, released his video message um, Monday, Sean Rossap of Fightful tweeted that an AEW source told them things were somewhat mended before All Out and recently Black and Murphy, who also recently took a leave of absence from wrestling, will both eventually return to All Elite Wrestling. Why did we wait until after Malachi had to do this whole Instagram live to report that things were mended over? Yeah, that is the thing exactly. I hate. That is the thing I absolutely hate about uh, Dirt Sheets. He, you know, leading up to this Instagram live, the poor guy is just on vacation trying to mm-hmm. get right you know, sort, sort his shit out. He's on vacation. He has, you know, these, these people after this Instagram live is done, 
Now they want to come out with stories of, oh, things are good. Many in the company believe he's not leaving. Where... You couldn't have told us this before? Seriously. Because the whole day leading up to the Instagram Live, it was literally flooded with Black going back to WWE. He's telling people he's going back to WWE. He wants to. This and that. Now it's being reported that he... They made up. Made I amends. Mean, before all out apparently like what you guys couldn't have told us this exactly man i mean it's 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 absolutely ridiculous bro i mean i come on man i mean you did all this you made the guy go out of his way while he's on vacation to uh make things right and kind of clear the air about everything because he doesn't want to look he Malachi Black doesn't want to look like he's using mental health as just an excuse to get out of his AEW contract, because then he's going to look like a real asshole. I mean, mm -hmm. the position people are putting him in makes him look like a real asshole. And I, I, I mean, and and let's just be honest. Do I think he will go back to WWE? Yes, I do think yeah. he'll go back to WWE with Triple H in charge. You know, had Triple H. Had Triple H not, uh, you know, not been appointed creative, would it would it be as big of a problem? Probably no. not. Probably no, not. So. But it's the fact that not only does he have to deal with everything he already told about, uh, told us about, but now he has to deal with the fact of maybe his wife wanting him to go back to the company, and then he's got the company who's not supposed mm -hmm. to be talking to him. But I mean, it, 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 at WWE here and Triple H, uh, you know, we love Triple H, man, but I really think he added a lot of stress to Malachi Black's plate. Um, and that's just that's just my guess. I mean, you know, don't take nothing I say for news, but th yeah. that's just my guess, man. I, I exactly. Think, I just think it added a lot more stress. And yeah, I mean, I mean, you pick a really good time to come out with all these stories after this fucking guy had to go on an Instagram live while he's on vacation just to clear the air because they're making him seem like a real asshole, man. Exactly, bro. Exactly. It's it's just fucked. That's why the dirt sheet is just it it, it ain't the best system, bro. It clearly be using situations like this. They just post what's gonna make them money when they have the truth in in their pocket. But it would make them less money, so they don't post it. it it's just that they're just a bunch of scumbags. It's just how it is. Yeah. Fucking definitely. ringside, those horny motherfuckers. <laughs> one thing, one thing that Black mentioned that didn't really make too much sense to to me was the part in here oh, where he gosh. talked about his contract. Uh, hey, I think people are like misinterpreting what TK said, but go ahead. Uh, I, I have a theory, too. I have a theory, mm -hmm. too, as well. Uh, he talked about this being a very minuscule detail. So I think he was really down to the T in holding the dirt sheets to exact dates. Because, um, I mean, it, it can get to a point, bro, where it's like, you know, you get pissed off at these people. And being being a little petty to them might not seem as wrong because of what they're doing to you. But I'll, I'll explain mm. what I mean. So Black said, My contract is not five years. My contract was never five years. In July of 2022, uh, President and CEO Tony Khan um, 
was quoted saying Malachi Blacks almost got five years left on his deal. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't expect him to go anywhere anytime soon. A lot of people were saying, why would Tony Khan lie about his contract being five years? This is my guess. If you really read this, Malachi Black almost has almost got five years left on his deal. Was his contract longer than five years? That is my that, that's my guess. That's my guess. I could be wrong. I don't know. But, uh, and then, you know, I mean, I feel like everybody's going off of maybe things that, like, WWE would do. So, WWE does three or five. It's it's nothing mm-hmm. more. I mean, for the legend, or for the guy that's grandfathered into the company, they'll do a 15, 10-year deal. They did one for Orton because he's mm-hmm. Orton. They did one for Undertaker. They did a 15-year deal for Undertaker, but he's fucking Undertaker. Exactly. So, you know, exactly. Like, you, you know these guys, you know what these guys have done for your company. They're loyal They're loyal Vince McMahon guys, so they're grandfathered into the company. But, you know, with these people that, you know, Vince had that are Triple H people, he honestly didn't like 75% of them. There's been a lot of them to come and a lot of them to go. So... Mm-hmm. Things are different in WWE. Tony Khan, we know, does things very differently. He does three-year deals. He does six-month deals. Did he put Malachi Black on a six-year deal or something like that? That's my guess, uh, just based off the Malachi Black's almost got five years left. Mm -hmm. Not, you know, because if Malachi signed a five-year deal, at the time Tony Khan said this, he would have been in the position to say, Malachi's got a little under five years, so that would make a little more sense to me. And he signed five years, but that's my guess. Uh, what do you think, man? One thing about TK, he's also you know not great at talking, so I I don't I, I'm not I don't think he would have signed anything longer than a five year deal. To be honest, I wouldn't have. So yeah, I don't yeah. know about that, but it, it could be it could be like four and a half years left. But he just rounded it up to five. Oh, yeah, around five years. Plus, why would you say when your literal rival rival company company is contacting this guy illegally to get him, why would you admit the real time around his contract ending? You know what I mean? All right. To, to prepare them? No, I'm, I'm, I'm embellishing it a little bit. He said around that's five true. years for that's, that's, that's a good point. So he's yeah. got more time to talk to him. Exactly. It could be like four and a half. I'm saying, yeah, he's got around five. Just so I have a little more time to talk to him because they don't know. Easy. That's a good-ass point. Um, But people literally just heard five years come out of Tony Khan's mouth and just instant. Five years from that date, they they said it was. Like, what? Yep, yep. As as wrestling fans for you, bro. Intelligence of a brick. (laughs) Telling you, bro. Yeah, so so that that's that's my guess. That's my guess, man. But yeah, you you do bring you do bring up a really good point, definitely. Um, yeah, man. So Malachi, this was another thing we got from Fightful. Malachi Black asking for his release. Uh, this this is the story uh, that tipped it over the edge for him to go on Instagram Live. 
Malachi Black asking for his release had several higher-ups in AEW thinking he just wanted to go back to WWE. He had told at least one WWE talent he wished he was there. AEW officials had also thought that the situation had been smoothed over before All Out. So this was the story that pretty much tipped everything over the edge and uh, forced him pretty much to go live. Um, but man, shit. yeah, just, I mean, and then and then the next story that correlates with him and Buddy Murphy is is makes like just leave these people alone, man. Just especially him. I mean, the the guy the guy's on Let vacation. The guy man. live exactly. It, it makes no sense why they would come out with that. Just to come out with this after the fact. So, um, we'll get to that in just a second. But, Buddy Matthews. Buddy Matthews was reportedly written off television during Friday's AEW Rampage. First of all, if that was a write-off, AEW is not good with write-offs. If his last thing in AEW was taking a scorpion death drop and getting ganged up on by... Sting and Great Muda, holy fuck! You guys exactly, better with those damn write-offs. At least Black took a pin to Darby Allen before yeah. he left. I mean, he was Christ's able to like, fucking wave goodbye to everybody. But holy fuck, what is that? Great Muda and Sting is who Buddy Matthews put over on the way out. You gotta How be fucking, fucking kidding me. Yeah. <laughs> um, jeez. Um, uh, yes. Buddy Matthews was written off television during Friday's Rampage and may not appear on AEW television again. Fightful had heard numerous times over the past couple of months that Matthews had expressed his dissatisfaction regarding his situation, with one source noting after this past week's Grand Slam tapings that they believe this was Buddy's last night. However, this hasn't been confirmed during this last weekend's Fight Life Pro Wrestling show. Matthews told his audience the following. Unfortunately, tonight I'm going to be the bearer of some unfortunate news. As everyone knows, the House of Black has had some issues lately. As all of the members of the House of Black... Uh, as, as all of the members behind the House of Black, I speak behind the wall. We want to thank you all for being members of the House. Unfortunately, I, like some of the other members, need to go away for a while. I need to recalibrate. I need to figure some things out. As my brother Malachi once said, this isn't goodbye, this is see you later. Malachi Black has effectively left AEW with him being unable to appear anywhere else for quite some time. So they report this, right? So Fightful mm -hmm. reports this, that Matthews, this is going to be his last night in the company. Meltzer then reports this. Nobody's getting released. That's the doctrine? 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 Jesus. Yeah, doctrine. Uh, nobody's getting released. That's the doctrine. Tony Khan has made it, has made that very clear, I guess, in the last couple of days. So now it's, so now it's just Malachi Black's not getting released. Buddy Matthews isn't being released. Now they, they may be back sooner than before. Come on, man. The fuck's going on, bro? This news about people being released uh and, and this all this news about people being released has been around for so long 
I know these fucking people heard that Tony Khan is not granting releases before we did all this. Matthews is leaving. Last night in the company. Malachi Black. Last night, he's he's done. He's going to go back to WWE. He's telling people that are... I know you guys know this shit, man. I know damn well you guys know that... I know damn well you guys knew that Tony Khan wasn't granting anybody's releases. Yeah, here like, we are. Exactly. Reporting this shit. Like, bro, ain't nobody getting their release. It's just how it is. I don't care who's campaigning for it. They ain't getting it. So, don't... You could report that someone might want it. Or might be looking forward to what's next. But don't report, oh yeah, they're done. That That's their last match. What? I mean, good God, man. I mean, Plus, we say this shit better than they do. We word the shit better than they do. And we just literally. go over the fucking news. And TK, he ain't Vince. He's not just going to have someone sit on a contract until they're gone. He's he's going to get his money worth, at least what he thinks his money worth out of you until you're gone. At least. Even if it's just on fucking dark. Yeah, get yeah. out there and wrestle. Like, he ain't going to let somebody sit through a whole contract like that. You know, I mean, guys like Black and Murphy are a lot different from, like, a Marco stunt. You know, those exactly. guys were kind of, I don't like, really oh, think any ya. of you anyway, so, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll just send you home. But Malachi Black, he's going to want these see. guys back because he knows, especially more now than ever, a lot of people are talking about him, and a lot of people are going to be excited wherever he goes, and a lot of people expect him to go back to WWE, so hopefully Tony Khan makes it a mission to tell Malachi, I I don't want you to go back, so I'm going to show you why you need to stay with us, and I'll book him good. Exactly, bruh, exactly. Like, come on, bro, it ain't going to be nobody's last match. Get the fuck out of here, bro. Just, Just stop. Just stop. I mean, my God, work on your wording, man. I mean, geez, you guys are, you guys are the, you guys are the professional dirt sheets or whatever you want to call them of, of this business, bro. Like work on the way you word shit, bro. Cause you're just, you're, you're confusing the people that like, you know, pissed off I would be if I paid for a fucking paywall and it was just getting confused on a daily basis is this happening oh, yeah. and then two and then two hours later it gets debunked and then something else comes out and then I mean mm-hmm. come on bro that's why come I on. don't ever pay for these people's paywalls they're garbage just wait until it comes out on Twitter bro on, honestly bro like dude if and all the big stories do all the big exactly. stories do, you know what I mean? Like, it gets reported on anyway. It absolutely makes zero sense. Um, it makes zero sense. The, the, the shit gets out anyway, man. It does. So, exactly. Don't ever don't ever pay for their fucking scam-ass paywalls. Fuck them. Honestly, man. Honestly. Um, yeah, man. So... Yes, that is pretty much uh, that is pretty much all the stuff with the House of Black, and yeah, I guess that brings us to our next story, which we just touched on a little bit. Uh, Tony Khan, Mister Khan, we all love Tony Khan, man. He's not gonna sit back and take this fucking shit, man. He's got more money. He's got the money. He's got a lot more money than Jim Crockett. 
He um, does, bro. He does. Well, speaking on the... I didn't even read you guys a damn header. Good, good God. Tony Khan is not granting any more release requests for AEW talent. Now, this also goes to... Mm -hmm. This also goes back to uh, what Meltzer reported um, a couple days ago, which was... Uh, um, the AEW Max Exodus that mm -hmm. uh, higher-ups were expecting. While speaking on the Wrestling Observer Radio, Dave Meltzer noted that Tony Khan will no longer release AEW talent. This could change in the future, but he's not about letting talent go back to WWE after their regime change. Nobody is getting released. That's the doctrine. Tony Khan made that very clear in the past couple of days. He's not releasing Buddy Matthews. He's not releasing Malachi Black. Now, they may be back sooner than before or whatever. You know the situation, you know the situation, but they were both they were both wanting to go and find a way out, but that's the decision that was made. I mean, it's it's not to say it's I mean, it's not to say it's hard and fast, but there the fuck, Meltzer? But there will be no way nobody's getting released. I absolutely hate when they quote Meltzer because he is genuinely the worst with like the words. That man does not know how to talk, bro. Like somewhere bro. in that dirty ass office, him, bro, of his, bro. Gotta be a dictionary, bro. You gotta be able to find one somewhere in all that fucking mess. Seriously? Fucking read it, dude. Bro. <laughs> bro. Oh man. I mean when people quote him, man, they really need to they really need to speech check this bullshit. They um, you really do. You ain't got a one one on one quote his ass, bro. Yeah, he said but I think but I think pretty much the deal is if is is if this happens in the other company, would these people get released? The answer is no. Uh they they signed a contract and now basically the other option is to sit home and he can extend the contract if they sit home or or wrestle. So now if so now they're gonna wrestle. It's kind of weird because he waved goodbye and now he's back. But I'm sure he's gonna blame me. That's what happens. No release. So he was kind of talking about Malachi Black here, but yeah, um, in the midst of everything else. But yes, this uh this was brought after the uh mass AEW exodus. I heard. I heard frustrations were Miro, with Miro were there, but he, I, I believe that he came out and uh, kind of debunked everything. But mm -hmm. uh, I believe he was frustrated at one point. Um, I know. Which, my man, I know you're frustrated. At least you had something memorable in this fucking company. Do you mm -hmm. have any idea how it must feel to be Andrade right now? That man been posting crazy stuff, bro. We'll get, yeah, I don't we'll know get if to he's, him next. I think he's a, a little bit doing it on purpose just to fuck with people, but I think there's definitely some truth in there. Hundred percent, hundred percent. So, on to just the the header of this. Tony Khan is not granting release requests for AEW talent. So here's my thing. Mm-hmm. WWE, you know, WWE did this uh, a couple years ago, and 
everybody, uh, everybody, everybody kind of bashed them for it, and they, you know, they WWE at a point had a very toxic environment because you had a lot mm-hmm. of people there that just genuinely didn't want to be there. Exactly. Then you had the people there who, you know, just wanted to go and uh, just wanted to things. go and 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 do other things and you know do movies or they wanted to go a go to AEW or whatever it was a lot of people you know criticized WWE for it you know they kind of had the, the difference with WWE though WWE's mass exodus was at their own uh mm-hmm. disposal they did it by themselves they released everybody uh they didn't grant requests maybe some people there did want to be let go but the thing with AEW is I really think you should just wait it out. Mm-hmm. And the I feel like nowadays a lot of people make the AEW shows a lot worse than they are. People are more yeah. hip to criticizing them because there is a alternative now, a real alternative that people can actually get behind in WWE. You know, mm-hmm. so there's actually two wrestling promotions who are both not perfect but they're both not bad. They're both good, you know. Exactly. So, thing about Tony Khan is, you need to wait until the storm settles. And if there's guys in your locker room that genuinely don't want to be there and they don't want to help the company anymore, I really think you should let them go. I think it's yeah. good. I think if you want the locker room that you want back in 2019, you need nothing but people that are happy to be there. Yep. Now, with that, there are, I'm sure, people, and it's absolutely just ridiculous on a talents, on a on a on a talents perspective, who just want to go back because AEW, you know, WWE's the the. The, the hot the new kid thing. on the block, or mm-hmm. not new kid, but, you know, the hot, you know, you know what I'm saying. The, yeah. the new revamped kid on the block. So they want to all go there. And I don't, what these people don't understand is that if everybody flocks back to WWE, then the same thing. It's going to literally go. So these people that, you know, you may like seeing now, like a. Uh, God damn! Give me a good ass mid Carter. Um, of course, I'm drawing blanks. Um, or, or I mean, company. even even look even look at how look at how they, like for example, if Kevin Kevin Owens had a great spotlight, he's having a great spotlight in WWE. He's being spotlighted, uh, fantastic all over again, and everybody loves it. If you get a guy like. Andrade to come back in. And if you get a guy like Miro, and if you get a guy like Alistair Black, and if you get a guy like, you know, all these people, these names that you like are just going to slip back down the card, and it's going to be literally Mm -hmm. just like it was in 2018 on the main roster where you're like, what are they doing with Mustafa Ali? (laughs) Apollo Crews is so good. Can they please use him? What are they doing with Cedric Alexander? What are they doing with Ricochet? What are they doing with all these guys? I mean, 
even in NXT, even in NXT, yeah. you know, what are they doing with uh, Chris Hero? What are they doing with EC3? You know what I mean? It's it's just too flooded. There was a point like, what is Keith Lee doing? Dominic Dijakovic wasn't doing anything. Damian Priest wasn't doing anything. You know, you don't want to over flood these shows. And I don't think that's what they understand. And I really think, like, if you're a guy like Andrade, for example, if you're genuinely genuinely fed up with this company because i have probably the most ridiculous stat to share with you guys oh, no. just in a little bit about andrade we'll get to him next but if you get a guy like andrade who's literally done nothing in nothing. this godforsaken company and he wants to go and you know you give it six months and if he's like i still want to go man like you know, I, I still want to go. Like, I just don't like. I just don't like how how the company is. I don't like how my characters presented. Blah blah blah. You know, that makes a little more sense. But if you got a guy, for example, like Miro, who let's say he just maybe wants to go back to WWE because maybe AEW doesn't want to hire his wife, or because you mm -hmm. like Triple H, or but at the end of the day, you know AEW can do good with you because they've done it before. But you yeah. just want to go back because you're the it's the cool kid on the block. Who's to say Vince McMahon doesn't come back? For example, <laughs> who's to say this guy doesn't come back in six months? Are all these people going to want out of their contract again? You know, I like, mean... We can't, it's a, it, this isn't fucking... These aren't tables at lunchtime where you can just hop from, from fucking day to day. You have to choose something and stick with it for a time being. That's how contracts work you know what i mean and uh, like you were just saying ali cedric apollo yeah what the fuck are they doing with them now exactly. so you get people like andrade or black or them even more and those people could go to the other company you know what i mean like come on bro you can't have an overload company bro like aw they are bloated right now. Something that really doesn't help and would help a lot. Getting that ROH shit off their TV. That would I fill agree. up so much time for a black. For Andrade. That's really that's really only all they need to do right now. Of course, you could probably get rid of a couple people on the AEW roster to clear up some room, man. But overall, the ROH shit is just clogging the damn show. Stop it. You know what I mean? Um, it is. I mean... I understand more than ever that Tony Khan is maybe really trying to make a play to get ROH a TV deal, but man, it's it's a little too much. It's a little too oh, much. Like, like the Blackpool Combat Club and the JAS stuff is cool because it kind of like links in with each other and it makes mm -hmm. sense. I don't want to see fucking Josh Woods. I don't want to see fucking Tony Nese. I don't want to see those fucking um, those. Uh, tag teams from ROH on the damn show. I, I don't give a shit about them, bro. I, I don't. It's cool that FTR got the tag titles. That's the only thing I want to see about them tag titles, around FTR's waist. Like, and if you can't get a TV deal, you don't need one. Just get a net, just get a little network, a little streaming thing. Do what they did with NXT. Put it on that network. Exactly. Hardcore fans would watch it. Exactly. That's all you gotta do, bro. That is all you gotta do. And, and what's cool about, you know, that is, so let's say, look at all your champions in Ring of Honor. Samoa Joe, Chris Jericho, Daniel Garcia, FTR. 
right? Mm-hmm. Um, who's uh, Mercedes Martinez as well. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, she's employed. Imagine you take all these people and you mm-hmm. tape for a month. You know what I mean? You tape however you want to do it. If you want to do it live or if you want to do it uh, taped like NXT. You do all that. You are taking... You can take a handful of those people and not put them on dynamite as much, you know. Yeah. And then you got room, and then you have a revolving door. So maybe you take Chris Jericho, who's a major mm-hmm. player for AEW. You put him on Ring of Honor. What spot does that open? That's a huge spot. That's a massive that spot. Exactly. You could you put him in Toronto or Black into, you know what I mean? To do, With- yeah, to develop. Uh, Inger Noble or the House of Black or M- Miro, you have mm-hmm. so much room. And then, even with a guy like Samoa Joe, you put him over there. You know, you are giving him spotlight that he normally wouldn't get on AEW. Same thing with Mercedes Martinez, Daniel Garcia. Mm-hmm. You put him on Ring of Honor, and you focus on maybe the next young guy. You know exactly. what I mean? As as Garcia goes from being the next young guy up to a, a upper mid-card future main event player in the company. As Garcia makes that transition, who is the next young guy that you want to focus on? Maybe you want to focus on a... Ricky Starks. Let's say the TNT titles hold up. Send Ricky Starks over there. Let him win that world title. Let him get some time with it. And when that exactly. TNT title clears up, he go win that. Uh, you want some to do a hook. You you want the, him to just do things. Send him over there for a little bit. You want to get fucking the garbage of Danhausen off our TVs. You should send him over there permanently. You know what? Don't even fucking sign him. Um, it's like <laughs> it's it's a very good system, and that's really all they need right now is that ROH to have a thing. It don't even need to be on cable. Probably to be honest, probably it shouldn't even be on cable. To be honest. I think it would. It, it it's not going to survive on cable, bro. It's just not. I hate to break it to people. NXT barely survives on cable. Do they look at Impact's numbers? Obviously not. They gain 60k views a fucking week, bro. Come on, bro. Like, just go to the streaming. Do it like that. It worked amazing for NXT. NXT was able to sustain itself. So, you could be able to do the same, man. Yeah, I mean. You look at that NXT system, and, like, if you put this on cable, I'm telling you, or, you know, well, Sir Kay's telling you, and it's the God's honest truth, probably going to fail. A lot mm-hmm. of people just do not, and, and, and you know, I, I hate saying that. I hate saying that, because even though you have good people over there, who's really going to want to take out another two hours with commercials out of their week live? And you know that's what, you know, they care about. Personally, I think it's a really fucking outdated system, TV ratings, because not everybody has cable anymore, but that's what they look mm-hmm. at. And, you know, they judge things based off that. So you have you have Ring of Honor, and you do a two-hour show with commercials. You're oh, getting like an, an, an you're getting like an hour and twenty minutes, an hour and thirty, you know, worth of content, and then you got your forty minutes worth of commercials. So, and even with a one-hour system, 
with what I think they should do, get a network and do what NXT did, one hour of television, commercial free. I, yep. That's easy for people to digest. You know, mm-hmm. you they already don't do, you know, pay-per-views every month. They do pay-per-views quarterly. So, exactly. you know, I mean, it's, it's a great system, man. So you can have Jericho on one week and then maybe he can go cut up one promo on dynamite for the month and and then you can you can you know space it out literally just like nxt i think that'd be perfect because not everybody's gonna want to take out of their weekly out of their weekly wrestling time man i mean it's already a lot especially for us content creators and for you guys you for 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 some of the, for some of you guys it's probably it's probably a little easier just to come watch unscripted or to yeah. watch anybody else than to watch a, a whole whole fucking show. Three hours of Raw. God, I'm not even going to count NXT because God bless your soul if you watch that. You got two hours of Dynamite. You have you would have another two hours of Ring of Honor. You would have another two hours of SmackDown. That is what two, four, six, nine hours of wrestling television a, a week. week. That Fuck, that I even pay-per-view weekends. Those double pay-per-view weekends? Bro, I didn't even watch two hours of SmackDown. What do you think? I watched two hours of ROH? Get the hell out of here. Like. Yeah. Like, bro, none of that shit's worth it. Make an hour of, of you know, off-TV tele- television. It, even though it's not on television, I'll always see that type of shit. It's still television because I watch it on a fucking physical TV. So I just call right. it television. But if it's it, don't don't do it on cable, bro. He's waiting for this TV deal, dude. It's not gonna survive on a TV deal, I bro. Yeah, I agree. I it's not. Hundred percent agree with you. Impact agree with you. barely survives on a TV deal. Uh, at one point, NXT nearly didn't. They were getting like 300k a week at one point. That was like the downfall of NXT. And like I said, if you get a TV deal and you want to do a one-hour show, dude, with commercials, you're getting like 40 minutes of television. Dude, literally. Why don't you just get the extra 20 minutes, do an hour commercial-free on a streaming platform, HBO Max, Discovery Plus. I mean, there's so much shit that Warner Bros. Discovery has to offer. You know what I mean? My God, it's a no-brainer, man. Just use the NXT system. It works. It's not too much. It's easy to digest. It's, uh, you know, and you got time. You know what I mean? That ROH has ran, what, two pay-per-views out of the year? They're probably going to run one more, three pay-per-views a year? That's perfect. That's a beautiful thing to digest. Because not only do you have that one hour, on top of that one hour, you let everything on that show fucking breathe, and you do not mm-hmm. put... And, and and you do not have to rush everybody on the same show. Maybe one week you got Jericho on, and then you got Joe. You got a nice woman's match in the middle. Next uh, the next show you got FTR in the main event, and then mm-hmm. you got a Daniel Garcia match to open the show, and you got something some some promo in the middle or something. Let shit breathe, and you do. If you're doing three pay per views a year, there is no excuse. One hour is perfect. Uh, perfect. Commercial free. You know what I mean? Have that big week where Danielson appears and has a match. That shit could exactly. be very interesting, bro. Exactly. That's an amazing system for them. That's what they should do, bro. And hell, they can make their own fucking little network thing. They got the library. They got the ROH library. They got yes. their own library. Yes. They could partner with New Japan, uh, make a little 
you know, joint streaming thing. People would pay the fuck out of that. It'd get more people to watch New Japan from America. That'd be a great deal for them. You'd get their, you could get their library. Come on, bro. Come on. Absolutely. You, you can make deals with a bunch of the other little companies, AAA, fucking all that shit, bro. AEW, you could get all those. You could have a whole little wrestling network. People would watch the fuck out of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So now, this probably gonna, it's probably gonna boggle your mind a little bit more. That leads us perfectly into this story. Tony Khan had no plans for Ring of Honor when he bought the company. I can fucking tell. My god, I mean, it took you this long to, you bought this company in February, bro. Fuck. It is the end, it is damn near October, and you Mm -hmm. just now are putting the belt on Jericho, and you're actually getting some interesting storyline centered around Ring of Honor titles that is interesting. And now, with that, now we're in the problem of seeing the belt too much. I mean, you should have done something about this by now, man. I mean... You know, we've heard for the longest time an HBO Max deal is uh, is is very easy for them to obtain. Well, could you fucking show me? I mean, my God, man. So, let's get right into this. Brian Alvarez reports on the Wrestling Observer Live that the AEW president simply seized the opportunity to buy ROH when it came instead of instead of having any real plans for the promotion. He responded to the to the uh, to the market forces. WWE and AEW are known as two fierce competitors, according to Alvarez. WWE was in the race to acquire Ring of Honor, and so were others who would have who would have different plans for the company. However, that, uh, however, Khan didn't want the opportunity to slip by, and he seized it. Tony Khan didn't have any plans for Ring of Honor. WWE wanted it, and I'm sure that other people wanted it. He didn't. Ha- he didn't have time to draw up business plans, so the opportunity arose, and he bought it. Tony Khan had no business plans before buying Ring of Honor. However, it seems he's been working hard to cement to cement a proper plan for the company before starting a ROH television show. Well, TK, we just gave you, like, the perfect plan. Leave it to us, bro. God damn. We got WWE out of that complex situation a couple weeks ago. We're getting Tony Khan out of this bullshit. Where's our fucking sex, Bro, I'm telling you, bro. Let me organize this shit for you. Exactly, bro. I can organize this shit. Get you guys the fucking network. I can make this shit work. We can make this shit work, bro. But y'all gonna fuck it up in a damn TV deal for what? Some bum-ass network. They need to make a new position for us, bruh. The co-company organizers. Bro, I'm telling you, that's what both these fucking company needs. Just a motherfucker just to organize this shit. Seriously. Fucking organize your shit, dude. Literally, it's not that hard. It's like, dude, we just hashed this shit out in five minutes. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Dude, I could tell them how to organize their business, how to organize the roster, how to organize their TV time for both companies. It's fucking easy. It's fucking easy as shit. I mean, my God, man. My God. Dude, you've been sitting on this company for 
seven months and we just gave you a solid template a solid template to organize this shit and to get this shit sorted out and to honestly probably what the best option for you is yeah in literally like five to ten minutes bro (laughs) fucking hard bro i don't know who tk got in the circle bro he got some wrong business people in his circle bro you gotta hire us my dog Seriously, I'm open, bro. I'm open. I'll quit my job right now. I'll quit that shit on the spot. I'm right behind you. <laughs> so. I'll take him out, go fuck. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> no, man, done. but I, I mean, like, I don't know. I, I mean, just get with the program, bro. Just, just get with the program, man. It's, it's not, it is really not this complex. I mean, like I said, man, if a deal is so easy to obtain for them, it's 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 the right call. I would not put this on cable, man. I know Chris Jericho made AEW work, a main a mainstay startup promotion. Ring of Honor is like a sub promotion that mm-hmm. Chris exactly. Jericho, you know, uh, I'm sure he will do great for it, but he's not. It's not going to have the same level of impact as no. his kickstart to AEW was. I mean. That's just how it is, man. It's just how it is. And it's ridiculous that now, just now, we're starting to see some something interesting happen with these ROH titles because the Pure titles in an interesting storyline. The ROH World titles in the interesting storyline. Can you name me anything that drew attention to Ring of Honor that Samoa Joe, Mercedes Martinez, FTR, and... Uh, and Claudio have done with those belts. Uh, I mean, FTR is at the top of the list, you know what I mean, with their Briscoe matches, but even at that, man, I mean, like, what if they, what if, it's literally just that. I mean, there's no interesting storyline, there's good matches, but is there really any, I mean, FTR, they can't put FTR and the Briscoes on every single week on Ring of Honor television, so you're going to have to do something other than just put them in a match. Exactly, bro. You know, those are great matches, but I mean, what is that really going to do for for you know kickstarting this company to a to a TV deal? I mean, <sighs> I gotta I think know, about man. it, bro. They need us. They really do. I'm starting to think so. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, yeah, man. Um, <laughs> now you may open. <laughs> It's her business. business. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. So, Andrade. That leads us to this. This dude. Andrade El Idolo. As my phone stops working. Okay. Pull that up one more time. There we go. All right. Andrade El Idolo drops cryptic message mm-hmm. oh man all right man so andrade posted a tweet that featured an hourglass no he is not the white rabbit andrade last competed in a match where he participated in the casino ladder match at all out the message can be interpreted as him preparing to return to aew tv 
But in light of speculation, some fans on social media are speculating that he might also make an appearance for WWE. Now, if you think that that has anything to do with him possibly going back to AEW, I'm going to play this picture for you guys. It's got both tweets on it. Andrade, as you can see on the le or on the right, the photo with the or the tweet with the hourglass, he started a free El Idolo hashtag. He did. He posted something uh, today too, which is suspicious on this for me. What's that? He posted a picture. You know the little banner they have where they interview people on the back. In a oh yeah 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 yeah. He, he posted it doing the fucking you know suck it thing, and he said something in that tweet like they wouldn't just let him do that if this was him trying to free himself. You know what I mean? Definitely, definitely, let me, let me bro. Um, Twitter, bro. Yeah, I was let gonna say, say. Let me pull say. that tweet up. Andrade Yeah. Great conversation and amazing day. If you want to talk, text me at 407 and it gives like a message, like a number from some messaging app. I can answer all your questions. Like, he's got to be just fucking with people. It's got to be. It's got to be, man. It's got to be. The fact that in a circle of storylines that he is on AEW TV, Matt Hardy's that. basically playing Triple H, <laughs> telling fucking <laughs> private party to get out their deals and just work for him. Come on, bro. I, I think there's definitely truth in there, and there should be, because they treat Andrade horribly. But I think he's kind of making a joke here. Yeah, so speaking of jokes, listen to this. <laughs> In one year and four months in AEW, Andrade has had 14 matches on television. Seven of them have been a variation of multi-man matches. Seven one-on-one matches in a year and four months. Bro. Get, get, get the fucking TNT. They're trying to put fucking Wardlow in a tag team. Yeah, I've seen all. that. With, with uh, Swerve and Our Glory. Bro, get that title on fucking Andrade, please. Who the fuck? Yeah, I got it right here. Re uh, Wrestling Observer uh, Newsletter reporting. AEW had plans to start a War Joe versus Swerve and Our Glory program this week. But it had to be held because of uh, hurricane restrictions. Okay. What the fuck? Fuck. Get that fucking title off for low, bro. Put it on. Put it on Andrade, please. How? Like? Oh my god! You make my head hurt, bro. What? Both of these guys have single titles. And dude, I don't uh, get it. I uh, I don't know, dude. I mean, yeah, it makes. Zero, zero cents, bro. 14 matches. 14 matches. Seven of them are just singles matches. How the fuck? In a 52-week, well, plus the four months, bro, you're looking at about 70, 80 weeks. 
you give him 14 matches on TV, seven singles matches. If that doesn't tell you there's a problem, I think Logan was sending us something too. Yeah, he was. Andrade liking these tweets that say, uh, even though there was a hurricane, AEW still didn't let Andrade wrestle. And he was in another backstage segment and Andrade fucking retweeted it. Yeah, I'm looking at that retweet right now. Yeah, I was, yeah, I mean, bro, get like, dude, you got, I mean, and, and that that brings us to, <clears throat> that brings us to another interesting story. Bandito was offered a full time AEW dynamite. On top of that, I'm hearing that WWE was looking for Bandito's number during the match to contact him. Dude, fucking Triple H, man. I mean. Dude, you got Bandito, you just signed Roosh, you got Andrade, bro, you literally have, and I mean this, gold. Bandito mm -hmm. speaks fluent English, don't let him fool you, I met him, he spoke fluent, unless it was a fake ass Bandito under that fucking mask, <laughs> that motherfucker lucky, speaks fluent ass English, bro, I met Bandito, you got somebody to talk in the fucking group. Bro, need. you have La Faction in Grenoble on your fucking hands, and you are doing nothing with them. That is a gold mine. Same Dude, thing with the House so of Black. That's fire. Bro, you got these great-ass factions on your hands, and you are... That is so incredibly good and has so much potential, endless untapped potential, and you are not using any of them correctly. <sighs> You hate to see it, bruh. It makes no fucking sense. I don't know, dude. I mean... Get with the program, bro. Get with the program. I mean, I, I, I hope... I, I hope that he that he's just fucking with people. But there, there is a part of me that, that honestly doesn't hope. Because yeah. is this yeah. ever going to get better? This is shit it really? can't continue like this. <laughs> I, I, you people are just now coming to the conclusion that enough is enough with Andrade. What took you this fucking long? We've been saying this shit we, like two months bro, into his fucking contract. We've been saying this shit. <laughs> now all of a sudden, it is a it is a problem. I mean, <sighs> come on, people. Come it on, don't make people. sense, bro. It really don't. Honestly, what 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 took you so long, bro? What took you so long? It really took you this long to come to the conclusion that Andrade is vastly underused. Tell me, bro. This is why you fucking listen to us. Insane this shit. Ninety percent of the time, with with anything in, in in wrestling, me and you say this shit months before it happens. Mm hmm. Like, bro, we give it to you. Bro, and y'all should be paying six figures each. Come on, bro. Come on. Uh, you know what? Make you seven. Bro. Ridiculous, dude. I mean, use the guy. What do you <laughs> have him signed for? That's also a thing with Tony Khan denying these releases, dude. You know damn well if you are if you are or aren't gonna use these people. If you oh, ain't gonna use them, let them go. Like, because I'd rather Juice Robinson. Don't try to get him. <sighs> they tried to get him too. Yeah, I heard about that. 
They want don't. rock hard Juice Robinson. Like, no, no, you don't. How about you use the fucking people you got? Do put them on ROH? Wow, what do you fucking do? There's nothing there. <laughs> which is what? <laughs> which is which is more, which is more than enough people, bro. More than you enough. Got. That is more than enough. If you have Wardlow and Samoa Joe and a team called War Joe, you're TNT champion, you're ROH champion. Well, one of like, the one of the fucking championships. Like, I think. What is the thought process behind that, man? Like, None. when the undisputed, when the undisputed had had all their gold. They were all in separate feuds, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were all, they were all doing their own thing. I mean, what the fuck? Why did like, why do you like? What in your mind says TNT champ? Okay, we'll put him in a tag team, not a faction, to where he could be the singles guy in the faction. We'll put him in a tag team, the TNT champion. Like what? <sighs> Please save me, man. My God. Um. Utterly ridiculous, man. Utterly ridiculous. Speaking of the War Joe situation. Several AEW stars missing... From AEW Dynamite this week due to Hurricane Ian. Mm-hmm. I seen Angelo Dawkins' house got flooded. Yeah, he tweeted that. Sorry. He was like standing in front of his house. Yeah, Angelo Hawkins. Oh, yeah. I'll never forget that moment. That shit was goaded. It's Angelo Hawkins, bro. Made him sound so badass fuck. while simultaneously fucking the shit out of his name. Didn't have fucking buried. <laughs> <laughs> it was legendary. He did that man dirty that night. They really he ain't deserve did. that. <laughs> he ain't deserve it, bro. He good. Sean Ross, Sean Ross Sapp reported behind Fightful's paywall that the hurricane caused several AEW stars to mi- that caused several <laughs> AEW stars to miss the September 28th edition of Dynamite in Philadelphia. AEW Dynamite was heavily affected by the hurricane in Florida, as made public. This, as made public by Tony Khan, those who lived in the area were not required to attend tonight's Dynamite in Philadelphia. Grapsodies Will Washington learned a couple of those absences led to a big change for the show. Former AEW World Tag Team Champion Swerve Strickland was scheduled to be at the show but couldn't travel to the event. His tag team partner Keith Lee was solo. They still didn't use him, did they? Nope. Mm-mm. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. Another name that was scheduled for the show who couldn't make it was Samoa Joe. On a ROH-heavy show from Philadelphia, the ROH TV champion was slated to be at the event. We'll have more of these absences and how they affected the show after uh, the day on day after Dynamite on Thursday. So far, we haven't heard anything since this report. Yeah, bro. Like, Florida so, shut down. You heard they uh, shut down the PC? I did. I did. Thank fucking God. There's nothing Thank good God. being produced out of there anyway. Um, exactly. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, I, I wanted to 
go over that story as just a, a brief uh, as just a brief um, way to go over uh, the the hurricane stuff and just uh, send our well wishes and our prayers out to uh, uh, our our our, um, our notorious hills family and uh, over there in Florida, man. I got some family and we have a friend in Florida, so <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> But um, he'll he'll be doing good, man. That that shit, that shit's horrible. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, yeah, me and you have a friend. Me and you have a friend. Uh, in Florida, like I said, I also got family. So, yeah, man. Just uh, wishing everybody else uh, out uh, out in Florida, which uh, coincidentally is a lot of wrestlers. Um, <laughs> yeah, just the the best, the, just the best, man. Uh, what sucks in Florida too? All these houses I'm seeing that are flooded do not have an upstairs. No, nope. so, it's all like one story houses and none of them have like a basement like like how my house is it's like a rise basement so most of that water would just went in the basement which that sucks but the upstairs would be okay right but that's fuck man i could never i don't get how people live out there it's hot it's hot Fucking yeah people weirdos, and you gotta deal with shit like that hell no nah, bro definitely bro so yeah, man, just sending our well wishes out to um, to you guys in Florida, man, and um, yeah, hope you guys are doing okay and get through this this tough time, man. I'm tough time. I couldn't imagine. So yes, uh, prayers prayers to you guys, man. I hope everything uh, I hope everything works out. It absolutely sucks. Definitely, man. Definitely. Um. <laughs> we can go over this matt jackson this matt jackson tease man matt jackson says he will see fans very soon in first message since aew suspension i miss the young bucks man i cannot Dude, wait for you. these funny ass bte jokes they're oh, about they're to make on, on this shit, shit bro. so hard they're about to rip it, on everybody asking for the release oh it's gonna be hilarious but we, Dude, we this is this is fuck, yeah. Th- this this is this is this is why we mi- this is why I miss the Bucks, bro. Like, bro, just be talking uh, about this shit. Dude, they are great. They are great. After promoting the Bucks' upcoming shows in associations with Champ Sports on his most recent Instagram story, Matt Jackson shed light on the suspension. He says in his Instagram story. Thank you so much for everything in the last 18 years. You guys have supported us and been great to us. And I really can't wait to see you guys very soon. Thanks. Mm-hmm. I that think was... the November rumors might be true. I could see that. I could see I that. Could I think you that. do. If it's before Full Gear, which Full Gear is mid-November, so you got time. Mm-hmm. You got, you know, the Elite... You got the elite, and uh, I wonder if they let them back to television. I wonder if when they let them back to television, I wonder if it's going to be. Uh, I, I wonder if it can be halted by these guys. Um, what no. is it? Uh, like they're legal. Like I wonder if the legal yeah. situation will keep them any longer Sorry. because. Maybe Tony Khan gave them a 60-day suspension or a 90-day suspension, which from the beginning of September should be the, uh, no, two 60-day suspension should be the beginning of November. So if you do that, 
if you do that and he's going to let him right back, you know, A, that probably means they're cleared and they didn't really, uh, or they weren't really at fault. Um, Mm -hmm. Because like I said, I mean, we we don't know what happens. I'm sure in a couple years, actually, I was listening to the talk of Jericho last week. Dark Side of the Ring is not done. They're just working on something different. So... This shit's yeah, gonna be a fire ass dark side of the ring. That's all I'm gonna say. Oh man, that shit's gonna nuts. Literally seven minutes ago, there was a story of dark side of the ring looking for a teen actor to play rock. Yeah, yeah, I seen that. I seen that. Yeah, so it's not over, and I'm sure we will know the full story one day. But I, I just, I really do not think, I really do not think that the Bucks went down there busting down anybody's fucking doors, man. No, I just bro. don't. They just got bit and punched and tossed the chairs and shit. They they just got fucking jumped, basically. (laughs) They got fucking jumped by two fucking crazy motherfuckers. Well, one really crazy motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) They're all biting and shit. Like, you fucking... (laughs) That shit's legendary. They gotta recreate that part in Dark Side of the Ring. (laughs) Oh my god. <laughs> we grab the dog and he still just we just see him just move his head forward and just bite him. I'm not yeah. understanding though, like what? That shit's gonna that be is, That is a that is such a crazy story, bro. That's, just, that's, 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 that's gonna be a I can't wait to, dude, I can't wait to hear it. I can't, I genuinely can't wait to watch that dark side of the ring. Next thing I know, I just hit, I just feel a fucking metal hit the hot side of my head. I look down, there's a fucking chair. I'm thinking, what the fuck's going on? Oh, man. <sighs> yeah, man, so I hope we see the Bucks back very soon. Their presence is absolutely missed. Absolutely. Absolutely missed, man. Um. Oh, yeah. Soraya. Soraya, man. Soraya's payday from AEW largely implies she will wrestle. The first ever NXT Women's Champion left the company back in July after WWE decided not to renew her contract for some reason. Following a brief hiatus, she finally took the next step in her career, going as Soraya Uh, She made her debut during AEW's Grand Slam and utterly shocked fans. According to Fightful's paywall, Soraya has agreed to a three-year contract with AEW. This is why you don't pay for the paywall. I'm reading this shit for free. (laughs) Sources sources familiar. I mean, how many times do we say that, bro? According to Fightful's paywall. Dude. Every week we say that shit. Like, come on, bro. Sources familiar with the situation tell Fightful Select that Soraya has agreed to a three-year contract with AEW. We are not sure if there are, if there are option years at play, as, she, as that is often the case with AEW. However, we're told that the amount of money it was signed for largely implies that she will be wrestling in some capacity. We haven't, oh. given, we haven't been given any indication on whether, she, uh, or whether or not she has been cleared. But she is set to speak on AEW Dynamite tonight, or this past Wednesday. Numerous talent within AEW had went to bat for Soraya and put in good words, but one one AEW name said she didn't need it. 
that was Britt Baker. Uh, since there since there was interest when she became available, those that we spoke to uh, those that we spoke to on the roster seemed excited about her joining the company. Oh, that woman's division, except for Britt Baker, is fucking ecstatic. Oh, you know they're happy as hell, and I think I, I think it's obvious she's gonna wrestle, man. I think so. Not only is I think that's why they signed her. And like they implied, why she getting the money she getting? But another thing, we always talked about it. The whole reason she would go to an AEW is to wrestle. You know what I mean? Because they would clear her. Right. So I think it's always been implied that she would go wrestle somewhere else. So and she's she's going to fucking referee some fucking match. She she she's gonna fucking wrestle, bro. It is obvious. They're setting up Paige and not Paige, um, Soraya and Britt for no reason. <sighs> for no reason, and the <laughs> champion right there. Um, not saying she has to go for the championship, but focusing yeah. on Britt for some reason. I wonder if they will try to do a. I wonder if they will try to do a, uh, like the first ever women's blood and guts. Uh, Bell actually. Everybody mentioned this in our Monday video. Me and her briefly talked about it through the comment section. I was looking at them last night, but um, she was saying that, you know, I hope they don't try to do Team Soraya versus Team Brit to, like, rival the damage control versus oh, Bianca, yeah. Team Bianca thing. I hope not. I hope not either, man, but I could easily see them doing that because then it would make it would make a play like, oh, Soraya's changing the game here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? She She's in the first ever women's blood and guts, but from the rumors I've heard, I've heard that Soraya is good to bump, but she personally is just scared to bump. So that's I why I think that. she's refereeing because I, like I think Tess... Yeah, because, mm-hmm. you know, you got to jump around and you got to constantly, you know, you gotta slide flop on your shit. stomach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to play fucking Call of Duty over there. Fucking flopping and sliding and shit. Yeah. Like... Yep. Yep. So, yeah, man. Yeah. Um, Definitely. Definitely. Good to hear. It is very good to hear because it would have been uh, probably as pointless as the Paul White signing had she oh not been God. wrestling, you know. Wrote a commentary in the first time in like fucking how many months? It was already back to just doing nothing. They paying that man for no damn reason. Seriously, bro. I don't even think he's a coach. Uh, he just gets I paid. I think if 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 Jericho, if what Jericho said had any truth to it, everybody kind of works as a coach, but they just kind of yeah. have people that are like, you know, like actual coaches mm-hmm. you know yeah but, sort of like old but yeah I'm, I'm sure he i'm sure he helps some of the big guys over there i don't think he could help lance archer get a win but i think he can uh you know help him just you know crisp <laughs> up a little bit or give him pointers on stuff so yeah, and, and guys like that <laughs> but, help him get a win. Uh, yeah man so yeah um yeah i guess do we need to go over the bandito stuff again or did we kind of just tie that into the we really tied that in already i mean they are it's not like he signed anything or nothing yeah Yeah. 
Yeah, Martin man. So to, like, go into fucking Tony Khan's office. So, just, all right, bro. He's trying to talk to me. Go in there. I, I'm, I'm, I got a home. <laughs> so, so with that, with that, um, Roosh, AEW has announced today that Roosh, as you can see yeah. by the image on your screen, is officially all elite. He debuted four months ago in May at Double or Nothing, and he is now all elite. I don't know what. Uh, I I guess maybe it was the fact that uh, this guy was in this group led by Andrade, and he could have uh, easily showed up on WWE television and joined Legado del Fantasma um, tonight oh, if he wanted to. Mm-hmm. So it looks like Tony Khan finally got Roosh his deal. And yeah, hear me out, bro. I think you signed Bandito. You put Bandito in mm-hmm. um, that group. And you got a plus group right there. Yeah, you put yeah, definitely, bro. You put Bandito in uh in Grenoble with Roosh and Andrade, and you got some something very solid. Something very solid, man. Um Yeah. Definitely, bro. And if all those guys want to go to WWE someday, or if Legato wants to come over someday, I am completely fine with that, because that would be absolutely epic. Um, Yeah, man, so Roosh is all elite. Tony Khan did announce today that this motherfucker is finally all elite, man. So it is uh, good to see. It is very good to see, Mm -hmm. and I'm very happy for Roosh, because he absolutely deserves it. Now, let's kickstart this shit, man. Uh, Now... Now you have no excuse. You have Rouge signed. You have Andrade signed. Before, I could see you wanting to be hesitant on pushing Ingrenoble because maybe you don't want to push Rouge because he might just up and be like, oh, yeah, I think I'm going to just leave. So, you know, now you got both of them locked down. You got both of them signed. It's now or never. Let's do something with these guys, bro. Let's do something with these guys. Put Bandito in the group. You should have never took... That would have been really cool if you would have kept Dragon Lee in the group. Roosh's uh, real-life brother. Put Bandito in the group. You know, and I mean, you get another you get another Mexican talent in there. You put the Lucha Bros in there. You got a legit. You got, got the LWO, bro. Yeah, that shit bro. could be heat. Or the oh, God. LFI, I guess that would be their La Faccion Ingernoble. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, you you really got something, you really got something really epic, bro. You Truly. got something, you got something really epic there. Uh, but it's just a matter of you know when you want to. Uh, it, I'm gonna say the same thing again. It will only be as great as AEW wants it to be. Exactly. So they better want it to be great. Definitely, man. Definitely. Yeah, man. So, Tony D'Angelo. Damn. Tony, Tony D. According to Dave Meltzer, on the latest Wrestling Observer Radio Tony D'Angelo is not expected to go under major to undergo Jesus to undergo major surgery. D'Angelo could be back sooner than people think. Good. This is absolutely well, fantastic, man. Mm-hmm. 
I, de- I definitely think so because when I, I you know watch my sister's dog i'll just have like law and order in the background that's on usa and you know you get nxt 2.0 ads and he has his own nxt 2.0 ad and they're still playing it so i don't think he'll be that gone for that long absolutely absolutely man so yes tony d'angelo tony d'angelo looks to be uh good man he looks to be good, good and man. i'm i'm stoked i'm stoked that's relieving um yes i uh absolutely hated this man at first you guys remember that oh, it was legendary and uh yeah now now i love him man now i love him the don Crazy himself episode. i can't wait exactly. to get tony d'angelo figure on my fucking shelf gonna gonna be heat. imagine you telling that to yourself a year ago she would be mind blowing yeah it really is. <laughs> it really, really would is. be. But yes, I'm very happy for him, and I can't wait to see him back. And I'm glad Triple H is high on him too. He was one of the names he mentioned in his uh, interview with Ariel Hilani. Uh, he was one of the main. I think he was the first name Triple H brought up uh, as it pertained to uh, just great talent they have in 2.0. So he was one of them, and that is such a good thing. I think he's going to do really good stuff on the main roster. You know, two dimes isn't there anymore, so I think you get another guy. I think you get another guy to make it more of a faction. Mm-hmm. Make it more of a faction. Um, yeah, now he's in the factory, so. Oh, he is? I didn't even notice that. When did that fucking happen? <laughs> Remember when they had uh, uh, Nick Camarado dressing up as Tony D'Angelo? Oh, it happened then? That was like his first week in the group. Oh, I'm dead. I didn't even fucking notice, bruh. Bro was yeah. so generic, I didn't even notice him. God damn. Fucking two dimes. Definitely, definitely. I think you add another guy in there and I think and I think he'll be just fine. Um and I, I think he's I think he's gonna have a badass group, bro. I think he's gonna have a badass group. Uh if I ever met this motherfucker, I really I really need to know where that name came from. I need to know I know it was mafia, but I need to hear it out of his mouth. Um Exactly. Yeah, the mobster from Oak Park. My man, Tony D'Angelo. <laughs> you love to love see him, bro. Straight yeah. from Oak Park, bro. Yeah, man. <laughs> what the fuck? We got an update on the WWE title redesign. Uh, the, yeah, the, the redesigning of the championships, man. Mm-hmm. It was recently reported by Belt Fan Dan. That WWE has made some has made new tag team championships with the existing logo having dual place, a black strap, and a large WWE locker, uh, logo in the center. Logo. <laughs> a large WWE logo in the center. Additionally, they have old, never used tag team belts that were the women's tag team championship style, but with colored straps. Fightful. Fightful has now provided an update noting that WWE has WWE currently has three new sets of belts that have been completed and that there were already plans in motion to use some of the designs before Vince McMahon retired as well as 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 well as this several cosmetic changes could be coming to the Raw, SmackDown and NXT in the near future with NXT already gaining a new logo. Yes, these shows undoubtedly need to be need uh, rebranded. rebranded. Mm-hmm. They need to they be need rebranded. Sets. They, yes, they, they need, need... A... Dude, you could even bring back those 2019 sets. 
You got didn't even get them for that long. Might as well. They were heat. Yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed the SmackDown one. I thought they could have. I thought the Raw one was a little lazy. It was like a big ass skateboard ramp. Yeah, um, the ramp was kind of kind of lame. But that SmackDown one was heat. But I don't know the I, things. Actually. Yeah, with those like, yeah, those weird just set pieces that were just cool as shit. That yeah, was awesome. Those are really. I would really like to see them do that. And then for Raw, I would really like to just see them do, you know, something different. And I I want to say Triple H knows that. Um, and I don't yeah. think so. At least with the show sets, to be honest, from what I'm here, what we've been hearing about these titles and like the the descriptions of them, they they kind of all sound mid, bruh. So I'm kind of concerned on the titles. I have a feeling all, if not most of them, are gonna be just bland or just lame. But I don't know, man. It's just the the things we've been hearing about these damn titles. Those those tag team titles were trash, bruh. Oh, yeah, so those, those were. Those I don't were horrendous. know, man. I don't know. Those were horrendous, bro. Absolutely horrendous. I mean, if that was legitimately the picture of what they mustered up, oh, oh my that god, is that fucking awful. Doomed, bruh. Yeah, man. So that is a uh, update on the title situation, and uh, looks that we could be in for a rebranding for both shows, which I'm very excited about. Um, WWE has significant plans lined up for Finn Balor. This is the wow. last time you heard that. Fucking 2016. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally. Sounds about right. Russell Volt recently took to Twitter to shed light on plans for Finn Balor in the future. The plans aren't yet revealed, but they are certainly significant. Balor is being considered as a strong favorite of the new leadership group, and he is expected to play a big role soon. I'm told that significant plans are lined up for Finn Balor in the future. I don't know exactly what those plans are, but he is a strong favorite of the new uh, of the new group. Expect Finn to play a big role in the foreseeable future of WWE. Man, oh man. Fucking finally. This is oh. great. This is great, <laughs> man. Uh Finn Finn is fantastic. Um as for those big plans, the only thing Fuck I could really I could really see, like, if Triple H is playing to the hardcore fan, the only thing I could see him doing is reforming the club, but with, yeah, like, see. with yeah. <laughs> reforming, yeah, reforming <laughs> the OC, but with um, Finn, Finn and AJ and Gals and Anderson, I think that'd be really cool. I mean, yeah, it's not like he has any world titles to go to, so can't do much <laughs> no matter how much you want to do you can't do much absolutely absolutely yeah you you i mean you're just gotta have something for these guys to do man they can't yeah. fucking do anything else might as well make a faction shit or we'll see yeah original community that's right <laughs> that's right all right, all right man and for our final story of the day the White Rabbit. The White Rabbit. WWE's latest. <laughs> What's up? 
finally we're finally remembering to talk about him. Yeah. I apologize about that, guys, man. <laughs> dude, we totally Mo- forgot that shit. Dude, Monday, Monday, I uh, literally, uh, me and you were still on the Just video call. Him. Right after, I said, oh my god, we didn't talk about anything, White Rabbit. Literally, bro. So we're here to bring it to you guys today, because it was my fault. But this time, we got some pretty interesting development. Mm-hmm. So WWE played this video, played this uh, QR code, I mean, and it led you to a, uh, I believe it was a TikTok video. And at the end of the video, there was a zip code that read 40701. The zip code for Corbin, Kentucky, a town that WWE runs sometimes. The Fiend defended the Universal title against The Miz in January 2020. Bray Wyatt's last match before becoming the Fiend was against Corbin. So, a lot of people say that, you know, it's Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin is the White Rabbit. That is what these people think. They really want that, they really want that shit to burn down in flames. So, yeah, throughout this... walks out. <laughs> so, the fuck so, out of here. So, throughout this, you guys are going to notice a common theme, and it is blatantly obvious that... Triple H and whoever is in charge of this and Wyndham Rotunda are doing whatever they can to steer you away from this, which I oh, can appreciate yeah. a lot. Smart. I Thank can appreciate God. a lot. You know, they're not making this blatantly obvious. They're throwing some other directions towards you. They put coordinates on people's car. They mm-hmm. put coordinates on people's car and it led to this. I'm going to flash this picture up here for you. Some ranch with a giant bunny on it? Yeah, I remember. Uh, people always made post. It's like a fucking thing that people post like every fucking year. And it's like it's like some art dude built it for like art. Some fucking artist weirdo just built that shit. Yeah, man. So that is uh that is what the uh, coordinates led to in the latest white rabbit stuff so the zip code i just read off to you guys for corbin kentucky if you reverse that you get 10704 it points to where raw is after extreme rules and that's the premiere episode of monday night raw i Mm. use that term loosely on october the 10th now got the latest, uh, some some more stuff on this white rabbit stuff. So, uh, yeah, just talked about the new code. Um, the other connection to Corbin relates to a live event back in 2020, on which Wyatt successfully defended the Universal Title against The Miz. However, perhaps the most interesting discovery was hidden in the clip's source code. Lyrics to Alistair Black's entrance music. Unlikely that Black will be coming back in WWE anytime soon, especially after revealing that he hasn't been released by AEW. As a jam-packed, as jam-packed as the latest White Rabbit teaser is, if anything has if anything has made the whole thing more confusing, adding more potential answers to an intriguing plot, the new video's URL ends with. 930 WYG 
an abbreviation for the Winnipeg Airport Smackdown will air live from this Friday or today. So perhaps we will learn more on that show or just end up even more confused than we already are. Man. So we got wow. Malachi Black. We got Malachi Black. And then for the very final piece of the story, before we give our thoughts, we got... This came out last night. Mm -hmm. This came out last night. According to Fightful, the original big reveal date for the White Rabbit mystery is is Extreme Rules, October 8th. They're unsure if the actual individual will physically be there, but either way, it could be the major reveal of the mystery. Man, oh man. It's just crazy. I mean... A lot. There, people are saying it's Corbin. First of all, if it's Corbin, fucking <laughs> what do you fucking do? You just fucking let everybody down. Yeah, Probably even let fucking Corbin down. You just yeah, lost so much trust. So you lost much. me, guaranteed. Fuck that shit. But um, literally all the references to Corbin are times he faced Wyatt. So I don't know why people are going for Corbin when it's an yeah. obvious Wyatt tease. Um, yeah. And then. Yeah. The, the, Mal- the Malachi Black one, I mean, he's in the news a lot. Of course, they make a reference to him to get people eyes on the White Rabbit storyline. Could it be Malachi? Exactly. I mean, they're not afraid to do it, bro. And, so. and even even with Black, he pretty much just debunked any mystery that they oh, yeah. that they tried to put out there. Like, could it be Alistair Black? No, no, he just told you he was going to be right back with AEW, and he was dead-ass serious, if you can't tell by his video, so. Like, obviously those are just to fuck with people. Even more references to Bray, bruh. Um, and yeah. the references to that fucking rabbit thing on that ranch. I, there, was, there was a reference to a ranch that Bo Dallas gave to. Um, I was going to mention that, yeah. Yeah, Bo Dallas and his... Uh, Twitter bio has let me let me pull it up just so I can read it real quick. Bo Dallas. Oh, oh yeah, it's Taylor it's Rotunda. Yeah, I was about to say it's not his fucking name. Oh, fucking stupid Taylor Rotunda. Yeah, he says Wonderland Ranch Keeper. Wonderland. Alice now, in Wonderland. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Now remember that Firefly Funhouse episode where Bray was wearing the top hat. And he was mm-hmm. referencing a lot of Alice in Wonderland. That's what this whole White Rabbit is. It's a it's a um, Alice in Wonderland reference. That's what the song is. That's what the song's about. That's what fucking the rabbit things. All this shit. It, that's what it's referencing. And I think with that rabbit being on a ranch and Bo giving that reference to a ranch, I have my theory. That that's what the storyline or this new character going to be. I don't think it's just going to be Firefly Funhouse. I don't think it's just going to be Colt Bray. I think it's Wonderland Ranch. That Firefly Funhouse vibe on a ranch where he could do his cult shit. You know what I mean? Uh, a mixing of the two, man. And I hope that's what it is. Because if it's like just that. right back to Firefly Funhouse, it'll be like... Eh, I mean... Come on, we could evolve it. Might as well. 
And, um, and you know he wants to. Exactly. And it's goaded as Cole Bray is. It's not needed. If it's mixed with something else, it could add a lot of intrigue into it, man. Not saying it doesn't, but I think that's what they're doing. And I hope yeah. it is, man. But it's crazy, man. But it, it's fucking Bray Wyatt. And if it's, it is somebody like Baron Corbin, my God, have they lost fucking... They, they're going to lose a lot in the ratings, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely, bro. Um, yes, a lot, a lot to unpack, a lot to unpack. You definitely unpacked it very well, though. Um, yeah, a lot of, uh, a lot of definitely this week, uh, uh, at least for Monday, I'm sure we're going to find out a lot tonight, but a lot of... WWE trying to steer you away, which I can really appreciate. Uh, I think the Aleister Black would have had a little more relevancy as uh, if, you know, he wouldn't have came out and said he was going to be right back with AEW. Uh, not that it was wrong of him to do that. Uh, but uh, with Bray, with, with Bray, I think, I definitely think we're at a point where everybody's expecting this to be Wyatt. And if it's anything less than Wyatt a lot of people are going to be very upset and I can't wait to see him back and I really think I really think that could be really cool how he's uh kind of taking parts from um himself and merging them if that is the case I think that'd be really cool and I think definitely you're adding a little bit of a Matt Hardy aspect to it Matt Hardy yeah. had the compound you he's know have the in between this because you know in the Firefly Funhouse, we were always kind of, uh, we everybody always knew Rambling Rabbit as the character who couldn't keep his mouth shut and he could never keep a secret. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Here he is kind of letting the cat out of the bag now. So I think exactly. that makes a lot more sense. I mean, Rambling Rabbit was always that character that Wyatt was killing, but he would come back kind of almost the wrestling fan of yeah. the of the of the of the family man. exactly mm -hmm. that's what it represented bro we talked about it how many fucking months probably like a year and a half ago at this point now each fucking puppet represented something to bray and the rabbit rambling rabbit was always that wrestling fan side that mark side and then and random random side thing it doesn't even have to do with the fucking white rabbit bro i just realized why wyatt's name on twitter is wyatt six is it that's his of, fucking like, the, the six personalities of him or something. No, that's his fucking son's middle name, Nash Six Rotunda. Duh, I forgot. I didn't realize that was his fucking son's middle name. Oh. I, I'm just looking at Bo's likes, and I see when he, you know, why I made a tweet about his son being bored. Nash Six Rotunda. Duh. Yeah, this is so random. I don't know why. Yeah, that's crazy. Look at mm. that. Man, bro, bro is definitely Dane Livermore. I can tell you that with his fucking Twitter likes. God damn. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> do think that. I, def I think we'll see. I think we'll see them together. Mm -hmm. I think we'll see them together. So. I and hope who's so. Who's to man. say if Bo isn't in there, who's to say we don't get Liv Morgan in there? You know I, I can mean? see that. That could be heat, bro. Plus, with finally. the fans turning on her, just finally, that could be her, that could be her breaking point. Perfect, bro. Perfect. 
She comes home to the ranch that she lives at. <laughs> or Bo's fucking chef. <laughs> Wasn't one of them... Was there a puppet in, a, like, a chef uniform? Rambling Rabbit, right? Didn't he sometimes wear that apron? Yeah, I think he did. With the chef hat? Did Huskis ever wear, sh like, chef shit? Probably not. I don't think so. I don't know why I'm thinking. I'm probably just thinking of, like, the butcher things that I remember, would always wear. I remember, yeah, I remember one time they had Rambling Rabbit wearing, like, the apron. The chef hat, hat. yeah. Yeah, and the chef hat. And then they did, like, that Rambling Rabbit jam. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe we could see something like that. The cook. <laughs> or the fucking Wonder Wonderland Ranch. Yeah, man, so I definitely think it's really cool. Like, you know, here is the here is the little white rabbit running around, letting the secret out mm -hmm. of the bag yet again. You know what exactly, I mean? Because um, he couldn't keep his mouth shut. So, yeah, whatever it is, I think we're in for something really cool. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited, man. I'm excited. I cannot wait to see Wyndham back. It has been far too long. Far definitely, too long. Man. Without. It has been since last year's... the. The night after WrestleMania last year, Fuck. that we've seen Bray. That's crazy, man. And again, uh, I'm loving that I could do this. When I could just say shit that could happen, that could be cool with Bray. If he is on like a ranch and that's like the setting, there's got to be a burnt ass building on that ranch that he could see. Yeah, that bro. was the old fucking Wyatt yeah, family compound. Old, you got to yeah. do that shit. Yes, bro. Yes, she will be fine. I think fire. you could add like some cool like. Background Maybe if they did thing. like a Brody statue or something. Yeah, that could be really just awesome. Like really cool stuff. And yeah, they had like a swamp on there. You could really do something really fucking cool, man. Especially with how much Triple H likes the background storytelling. You could really do that with that setting. Yeah. You yeah. really could. You could have fucking Matt Hardy's monster truck <laughs> somewhere. Or one of the fucking million things he owns. He's a rich ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and then yeah you could you could do some you could do some really really cool stuff with that man you really could um yeah it could be awesome he could have uh you know if he had like a physical house to go into you could do that a bunch of awesome. stuff where you have like like old fiend masks hanging up you got like mm -hmm. the burnt fiend you could do like if you had like a like a burnt house you could do like the burnt fiend mask sitting out on the porch, and then when Undertaker burnt his uh, rocking chair, you can yeah, put that okay. there with mm -hmm. the fiend mask hanging off of it. You can have, um, you can have, you can have a bunch of stuff, bro. You could have Eric Rowan's masks hanging up. You could have Finn yeah. Balor's jacket from when the white jacket mm -hmm. from when the fiend beat him. Mm -hmm. um, you could have like a New Day reference to that feud. One yeah. of those like cars that circled around them. That yeah, could be bro. sick, bro. That could be really sick. Yeah, man. Could be. It could be really, really dope. Um, and I'm so excited to see him back. I miss just fantasy booking for him because it is just bro, so. Same. It, you it's you just could just get fun. so creative with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. But that is that is everything, man. And I'm sure we'll have more tonight to talk about on Monday that I won't forget Hopefully about. I remember. With this, uh, <laughs> with this white rabbit stuff, man. So. Yeah. Yeah, man. Definitely, so man. that's going to do it for today, you guys. Thank you guys for uh, hanging out with us yet again. Love having you guys always in the chat. Um, 
you know, Bray would want a Luke Harper reference. 100%. Oh, 100%. Have, like, his tank top somewhere. That could be really sick. Yeah, bro. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Fucking sweaty-ass tank top they had that man wear. <laughs> yeah, man. So, thank you guys for coming and chat and hanging out with us, man. Logan, Bell, Toronto, and anybody else who stops by, man. We love you guys. Thank you guys always for coming and hanging out with us for this loaded news week. Literally. So, with that, man... With that, we love you guys. Thank you guys, as always. Um, and that is going to do it for this edition of the New Source Hills Podcast, man. This has been episode 129. And thank you guys, always. We love you guys. And it is always, 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 always a pleasure for my Johnny Mayhem. And I, Sir K. And that is going to do it for this edition of the New Source Hills Podcast. Thank you guys yet again. Please like, comment, and subscribe. And we will see you guys on Monday with Notorious Unscripted. Peace.